Amen. Everybody doing good so far? Say amen. amen. All right. Well, I tell you what, this is a message I'm going to jump in with both feet. You can probably tell by the title. Attitude and Jesus. Amen. How do they connect? And I thought about when the Lord gave me this message, and, and some of you guys, I might have to fess up to, to get us back where we, we are on this thing, a little behind the scenes. But I thought about, I said, you know, I could, I could come up with the title like, you know, having the attitude of Jesus. You know, all those nice little things, you know, we like to hear those like, you know, uh, you know, being a blessing with the attitude of Jesus. But the truth of the matter is, this is the best thing because it's our attitude in Jesus. Amen. We can sugarcoat it any way we want and everything else. You say, how did you come up with this message? How many people remember my food line trip a couple of weeks ago? Yeah, yeah, good. You're going to make me repeat it, aren't you? I have a lot of ministry time at food line and I won't stick on this too long. I just want to show you how things uh, got to work things in your life. So most of the time when I go to food line and make the run and everything out there for my mom, so man, I get to pray for folks, everything else. And, and this particular Sunday, I went down there to get her some ham and some bologna, amen. Just doing my own thing every day, just standing in line. And all of a sudden, this young guy in his pajama bottoms decided to get smart with me. And I tell you, I didn't do good with that. I did not pass that test, amen. I just want to tell you that. So where do we get the title attitude in Jesus? My attitude was not reflecting Christ well. However, you know, I was going to share my lunch with him. I was ready to take that baloney upside his head. I'm just telling you. I'm just being honest with you. And I thought, wow, you know, I thought, I can't believe that guy said that to me. I'm just over here trying to get some baloney and some ham and, you know, whatever. But what really, as, as the week went on and everything, it was kind of funny. I won't leave no names, right? But I said that a couple of weeks ago. And one of, one of our friends here said, hey, you know what? Don't sweat it. He said, I took him out. I thought, I guess we need to preach this message, right? <laughs> so that's how, I, you know what? That's not just for me, but it's probably mainly for me. But you know, a lot of times it, it's, the, the thing I thought about as I was praying about this this week, I didn't lose any sleep. I repented. I said, Lord, you know, I, I, didn't, I didn't do good with that. However, I didn't put him in the chicken wing. I didn't, I didn't choke him. I didn't cuss him. I didn't do any of those things. But I did not respond Christ-like, amen? And I thought more and more about that. And I thought, man, you know, that guy probably never thought any more about it. But, but it bugged me. And I tell you why. Because I thought that I had already dealt with that in my life. It's been a long time since I was ready to get into the, the karate stance like the karate kid. You know, and, just, and I thought, man, how in the world after I've dealt with all this all these years, that one window... That guy just hit the right note. Boom. I thought, man, Lord, we got to be on guard, don't we? And that's what it's all about. You know, I thought, my goodness, what in the world, you know? And so many times you think, oh, yeah, I'll, I've handled that. But I'm going to tell you what, you know, remember our verse uh, last week? I don't want to get too far ahead of ourselves. But last week was Galatians 2.20. I have, I have been crucified with Christ and I no longer live, but Christ lives in me. The life I now live in the body, I live by faith in the Son of God. Who loved me and gave himself for me. Well, let me tell you, it didn't take me no time to pull the dead man out when that guy got smart with me. I was like, man, that is not who I am anymore. But for that second, anybody, does this happen to anybody else? Yes. Thank you. I was, I was feeling kind of lonely up here for a second. I'm just, I, I love, this is what I love when we're ministering, to talk about real issues. You know, not sugar, oh yes, pastor buddy, that's that. Man, I tell you what, I have hard times too. I, I get difficult times too. Praying, reading the word. But I tell you what, God is constantly working in our lives, amen. And so when he's doing things like that, I want to, man, Lord, why, why did that happen? Why is this going on? And what the Lord shows me on this is, you know what? Even though that we've been set apart, 
this body still working against us. This flesh still works against us, doesn't it? Now, I know that I'm secure in Christ. Why? Because of what Jesus Christ has done. Amen. We put our faith and trust in him. It's not based on our actions or this or how much we give or how much we do or anything else. But I want to be a good representative of Christ. And I'm not always that. A lot of times am, a lot of times not. How about y'all? Somebody say amen, help me out. All right. But today I want to look at three points that I think will help us to continue to grow in our faith and also take God's word to stand on his promises. Amen. So let's take a look at this. If you got your Bibles with you today, we're going to be primarily in Philippians 2.5. But I've got most of the stuff on the board, but I always encourage you to bring your word. And it says this. It says, in your relationships with one another, have the same mindset as Christ. Okay? Hear me good. Hear me clear. God does not want us to be a pushover. Amen? I don't mean you just, you know, just you're the floor mat, the Christian floor mat. But I tell you what, I think as we have the, <laughs> Jeff, like that one. I, I really, I really believe that, you know, um. We can, we can uh, still represent God well, but we don't have to roll over with everything. As a matter of fact, I think we're living in a time that we're going to have to stand up for things in the world. Amen? Amen. We're going to have to stand up when we're voting. We're going to have to stand up. And when we say, you know, that's not right. That's not right. We're going we're to represent God. So I pray today as we go through God's word that, you know what, we can look how our attitude needs to be adjusted to align with Christ. Amen? Anybody ever need a course correction? Yes, amen. You know, it's amazing that boat. You know, I'm not big on boats because I can't swim. That's one reason. But I know it doesn't take much. That little rudder can move that whole boat, you know. And so sometimes we've got to adjust the rudder in our life to get that course correction. So I pray today through God's word we can take a look at that and make the adjustments that we need because God is all about what? Second chances, right? He's all about fresh starts. Anybody like a fresh start? Amen. All right. Well, let's keep on going. One of the things that the Lord was showing me, I need to lean on the Lord. It is easy to say that, but sometimes difficult to do somebody, right? And that, it's just crazy. So I'm looking at this. I said, as believers, we have the opportunity to take part in the Lord's work every day, all the time. But will we? But will we? Because anybody get busy? Anybody got a busy schedule? Hands everywhere. Yeah. Isn't it amazing? I think about this. Has the cell phone, and I'm on it all the time. Has that really made it easier? You know, because with that, they can call you, they can text you, they can send you a movie, they can Facebook you, they can do any of those things, man. You know, all that stuff. So those, those few minutes, and a lot of times, how many people wish they just waited one little, one little second before they pushed that button? Let's just go ahead and go to this. How many people have been really embarrassed by that autocorrect? Well, y'all know what I'm talking about? You hit that and you hit it and you go, I did not say that. And I'm going, oops, 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 oops. So if y'all get something that just sounds way off the wall, I got fat fingers. Okay? Just say, man, I'll just love you through it. But look at this. We have opportunities all the time. When opportunities come, lean on the Lord. And I, I don't care whether it's, it's, it's good or bad. We need to take them to Jesus. And I know in my life, I could sure have saved myself a lot of heartaches if I'd done that. Amen? I, I could really do that. How about you guys? I said, but there's, there's, there's some good lessons that I've learned along the way. But there's also some, some lessons I hope I don't have to repeat. Now, early in this thing, I said, you know, we have an opportunity to be a part of what God's doing every day. Amen. Had a great time. My sister and brother-in-law came in town last night, took us out on the town. Got to hear one of my buddies play guitar. Hadn't heard in a long time. Just a good time. I don't usually get to do that. That's, that's nice. You know, we eat out a lot. It's usually like grab something and run. And so then, after we ate, my beautiful bride sees this store. The mole hole. I was like, I don't want to go to the mole hole. I want to go home. I got to work on this. So she finds the mole hole. 
And so what does my sister do? We need to go to the moho. And me and Jesse and Uncle Mark are going, we don't want to go to the moho. I mean, I'm telling you. And I'm like this. I'm like, I ate everything around. I'm just like, oh, my gosh, man. They're probably going to hang me up on the wall there. You know? So we go. And we're hanging out. And they got the magic word there. Sale. 40%. (laughs) 40% we're a goner, right? Now, you know they marked it up 100% so they knock off 40 so you get it, think you're getting a deal, right? But that's, it don't matter. It's a sale, man. And I will say this. I am thankful that Denise has the, the gene in her from her grandmother that she is a shopper. She's a bargain babe. I mean, her grandma at Christmas, I have no idea how the woman ends up stretching a dollar so long. She's got stuff all over. But she starts on December 26th. That's when you get the wrapping paper. That's when you get the deals, amen, you know? And she's out there. And so anyway, we're at the mole home, and they're doing stuff, and Denise is like, you like this? You like that? And I'm looking at the clock, and I'm thinking, okay, how much do I like it? Okay, if we just buy it now, I can get home. You know, you ever, guys, you do that, you think, okay, you're looking at the time, you're looking at the stuff, you don't really care, just buy it, let's go, let's go, let's go, let's go. So then, we're hanging, this, this will tie into the story, I promise. So we're there, and there's two ladies there, and we're talking, and uh, Jesse and Uncle Mark are doing stuff, and I'm sitting there, and I talk to the lady, and what, what am I going to talk about? I'm going to talk about Jesus, right? So first off, I said, oh, well, what, what, what do you do? And I, I, I messed up here. She said, oh, I'm a teacher. I said, oh, Lord, I will never get out of here. I said, oh, my wife's a teacher. Hour and a half later. <laughs> I'm like, oh, my gosh, man, I got two wrinkles waiting to get out of there. So they're talking, and so the other lady comes over. She felt sorry for me. I'm just sitting there going, that's not That's like, Jesse and Mark has looked at everything. Donna's chiming in. I'm still there going, all the people. She had to be a teacher. I thought, what are the chances this woman be a teacher? You know, I just, how you doing? Boom, there it was, you know. And, and teachers talk. But let me tell you this. If, if, if it was a guitar guy behind there, I'd have been talking. If it was a motorcycle guy, I'd have been talking. You know, so it doesn't matter. So I'm not coming down on that. But it was long. So anyway... I'm talking and everything. I said, I'm going to make the most out of this opportunity. So I talked to the other lady and she told me about her life and everything else. And she told me she went to a certain church and stuff like that. I said, that's good. So Denise went and paid. And she got some crisp $1 bills back. Now, y'all, y'all that know me know I love to take the, gospel, the, the, the dollar bill and rip it and tell the gospel story and put it back together. And, and I'll do that some other time for you guys. But, but I do that all the time. I love that. So I said, give me that dollar. So she gives me the dollar. All right. I don't even think I got a dollar. <laughs> Who's got a crisp one dollar? Because everybody's going, I don't get the dollar thing. Anybody got a dollar that's crispy? I can't do it with a credit card. Okay, we'll take a 50. No. <laughs> I did not have this plan, but yeah, that's it. Tim, oh, now see, Tim will want this back. All right, thanks, Tim. All right, just for you guys that see me do this all the time, I love you. For the folks that haven't seen me do this before, you know what? It's it's a great tool. So we get the tool. We get we get the tool back. Actually, she gets back. I said, Hey, you go to such and such church and all that, and we're talking about Jesus. And so I said, This is my opportunity to share my faith, right? And so I'm talking to the lady. I said, Hey. I said, I, you, got, you got 30 seconds? And they said, sure. I said, let me ask you a question. What does it say on the back? 98% of the time, people will say, one. It says one. And then I said, well, what else? And they'll say, in God we trust. I said, okay. I said, so if you died tonight, would you go to heaven or hell? And man, one of the ladies, she said, one lady said, 
And I'm not coming down on this is just what we say. I want us to know. Not, not she says, I sure hope so. We ain't in a hope so gospel. It's a no so. Okay, not coming down on them, but I want them to know because it's freeing when you know that. And the other lady said, I really believe that I'm going because I'm a good person. I said, really? I said, can I ask you a couple questions to see if that's true? She said, sure. I said, well, have you ever lied before? She goes, yeah. I said, well, if you lie, that's sin, right? If I lied to you, what would I be? She said, you'd be a liar. So I took that and I ripped it a little bit. Can y'all see that? So I ripped the dollar a little bit. I said, sin separates us from the things of God. And she goes, oh. I says, have you ever taken anything? Maybe some candy from your sister or something like that. Have you ever taken something? Yeah. I said, if I reached in your wallet and took one dollar, you'd be a thief. All right? So here we go. I said, well, yeah. I said, have you ever used the Lord's name in vain? You know, have you ever used it for a four-letter filth word or something? She goes, yeah. I said, wow. I said, by your own admission, right, you're lying, thieving, and blasphemer at heart. I said, when you, when you pass away, I said, the Bible says the point that you once died, then, then the judgment. You've got to stand before the Lord. Are you a good person? She said, I thought so. All right. Now, here in the Bible, not, it's not, blah, blah, blah. Psalm 19.7 says this. The law of the Lord is perfect in converting the soul. That means the Ten Commandments, right? The Ten Commandments were given so that we would understand we had a sin problem. So that we would be looking towards the Savior. By our, now, this, I'm going to take some time with this. This wasn't really in the, my, my deal, but I think this is important for us. That moment, that lady thought she was a nice person. I'm sure she was on our standards. But God's standard is what? Perfect. Right? God's standard is perfect. So the Bible also says all is sin and falls short of the glory of God. So if you think you're feeling real good about those answers, let me just tell you, everybody flunked. Okay? All have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. So now I said, so I said, by your own admission, you're lying, thieving, blasphemer at heart. I said, does that concern you? She goes, yeah. I said, so if you, if you stood before God on just your own merits, would he let you in or not? She goes, I, I, I don't know. And the other lady that was doing the hope, so she was getting ready to start praying. She's like, Ooh. and I said, well, you know what I used to think? I used to think that I would come over here and give more and do more and Help a little old lady cross the street and all these different things. But see, what happened was when I read my Bible, it said that my works, anything that I do are like filthy rags, right? So guess what? There's a big distance between me and God because of my sin. Can y'all see that? There's a big chasm between us right there. Because our sin separates us from an awesome and holy God. And she was feeling pretty bad. I didn't do this to tell her to feel bad. I just wanted her to be aware See, a lot of times we don't understand. We think, well, I'm not as bad as that Buddy Chapman guy. That may be true in our eyes, but when we're measuring up, when we're standing before God, it's his scale, not my scale, not your scale. It's God's perfect scale, amen? Are you ready for some good news? So, and now I said, so does that concern you? Now, guess what? The urgency is coming now. I didn't say, I just asked her a couple questions. I didn't lean on her or anything else. I said, just ask her a couple questions. I said, you know what? We're all in that same situation. I said, but God loved us so much. That Jesus Christ came and paid our sin debt. All those sins, he paid them in full. Where did he do that? On the cross, right? So he gave his life. He laid his life down, right, to purchase us out of sin. Anybody remember the green stamps? I talk about that, like the, the, the old uh, stamps you collect. You get a whole book of grace and has no idea he's too young. But most other folks over here, you would get all these little coupons. You save them. You go to Belo and you would get like 10 for, for some bologna and this and that. And you would fill this whole... Uh, 
row in, this whole book in, and then you could go, who said book? Somebody told me, Chuck, you know how old you are, yeah. And, and you would take that in, and if you had like five million books, you could get like a little stuffed animal or something like that. But you would, you would redeem that. You would turn that in, and they would take those and cancel out that, and, and you would get the gift. Are you ready for the gift? So I said, you know what? Jesus paid your fine. He paid my fine. But you got to receive the gift. And the Bible tells us, and I say this every week, he says, if you confess with your mouth the Lord Jesus, believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. Whoever calls upon the name of the Lord will be saved. When you say, Lord, you know what? All the sin and fall short of glory. God, I need you in my life. Forgive me. I'm trusting in your sacrifice. You know what he does then? She goes, what? I said, he restores that relationship. And I took that dollar, right, just like that. And I took it, and I said, you know what? He wants to restore you just like that. And she goes, <gasps> that's pretty cool, isn't it? Right? I better give that back to Tim. Everything. So I said, if you're blown away with that, what about the real miracle of what Jesus Christ has done? And she goes, wow. And then she went right on about her business. And I said, what would stop you from receiving that greatest gift ever? She goes, nothing. I said, well, you know what? I pray tonight before you lay your head on the pillow that you call upon the name of Jesus. Amen. And I'm still praying that that's it. Now, how does that tie in with us? It took a very short time to tell that lady that. Right? But see, she thought if something happened to her, that she would be on her way to heaven. But if we're standing on our own, what, works? How do we add up? Jesus says if you break one of the Ten Commandments, you broke them all. Amen? Anybody broke one of them? Amen. Everybody has. I bent them, distorted them, stretched them, broke them, everything else, put them back together, broke them, all those things. But you know what? Jesus paid my fine. How about you? Has Jesus paid your fine? Have you asked the Lord to come into your life and forgive you of your sin? If we didn't talk about anything else today, you know what? That's the message. The other reason I wanted to bring that up, because I had an opportunity to just pay the lady and leave. I had an opportunity to just say, you know, whatever, I just, I'm busy. I gotta go. See, in the midst of our busyness, you know what? God's ready to use you. Are you available? That's what I want to talk about. Making those opportunities. Also, anybody sitting in here, anybody that's ever come through here, if somebody asks you, do you know for sure that you go to heaven? I don't want y'all to give a hope so answer. I want you to say yes. And they say, why? You say, because I've asked Jesus Christ to come into my life and forgive me of my sin. I'm trusting in the finished work of the cross. Amen. You can't add to it. You can't lose it. You can't do anything else. Okay. Can't buy it. So if that's you today, if you've never done that, let me tell you, today's your day. You're not here just, oh, we just happen to be here. No, you know what? That's the message, amen? So with that being said, we're going to continue to pray for those folks. But this one really rattled me. One lady had no clue, right? The other lady had been sitting in church and sitting in church and sitting in church and sitting in church, and she's still living on a hope so. There's no peace in a hope so, you know? But I'm going to tell you what, we have a no-so Savior. When we know Jesus Christ, right? Jesus said, I'm the way, the truth, the life. No one comes to Father but by me. He said, man, you get excited about preaching Jesus. Yes, I do. Because I know where I've been. And I know where he's taking me. And even with some of my, my uh, fallbacks and, and food line, that never changed what God did for me. Amen. Pastor Buddy's not telling you to live any way you want to. I'm saying, but you know what? How do I know that God's working in my life? Because it bugged me when I didn't respond right. It bugged me. My, my, my Holy Spirit was in, in me said, you know what? I don't think that's what God had for you to, to do. Right? The Lord didn't go down. Boom, you're miserable. Boom, you're terrible. No, he said, you know, I don't think that was the best way to respond. 
See, there's a difference. And I said, Lord, I'm sorry. All right? Get back in the game. What do I say every week? I love this verse. Therefore, there is no condemnation for those in Christ Jesus. He didn't come pounding on me when I missed the mark. He said, you know what? That's not, that's not the best for you. So that's why I'm doing the message because I don't want us to come up short on anything else. I don't want us to live under condemnation when we don't have to. I want us to be sure that we're going to heaven. Amen. I want us to understand that there's opportunities all the time. And most of the opportunities that you have are going to be in the busiest part of your day. Amen. In the busiest part of your day. But I can promise you this. If you take a few minutes, if you just take a few minutes, you're going to have the same attitude as Jesus. Everybody doing good? Say amen. All right. Didn't know we're going down there, but I think it was well worth it. So leaning on the Lord, I said, before you speak, speak to the Lord. Oh, man, wouldn't that be good if we did that all the time? And I asked that earlier, I said, has that ever happened to you guys? You know, Mike was saying something today. He's helping out and and doing some stuff. And he says, man, I start getting so excited. I get worked up when we're getting ready to do something. You know, I said, yeah, I said, you're just excited. You know, I tell you what, I've been on a couple radio shows and a couple things like that. And you get one shot. When they go, and so, Mr. Chapman, what do you think about that? And you're going, amen. Because you don't want to say anything stupid. Because I'm going to tell you what, I have said something stupid before. Often. Often. Amen. I'll never forget this. I want to have a little fun with you guys. Back in the day, we had a rock and roll band. Man, we were doing it up. All right. Hair blowing in the breeze, packing the place. Everything's good. They got a hold of us. And, man, you guys are going somewhere. Yeah, we're going somewhere. All right. <laughs> we're, going, we're going down. That's about what was happening. So, anyway, they had the lady from Rock Flash Magazine going to interview us. I said, man, this is great. Man, buddy, they, we had, okay, you sit there, you sit there. We said, here she comes. In. Boom, I'm ready. And she asked some questions. And a lot of times when I get nervous, I talk even more than this. Amen. <laughs> so, I'm going, hee, 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 I'm going to be Mr. Funny Guy. And she says, uh, she says so, oh, man, last night I thought, oh, gosh, I wish I could have forgotten that. But I was sitting there thinking, she says, uh, she says, man, you guys are doing really good. And uh, do you all have any representation, you know, like to get a record deal? And I was being funny. I said, representation? I said, we haven't even gotten any trouble yet because where we grew up, representation means you've got a lawyer. <laughs> so I didn't think nothing about that. And I said a couple of other funny things, I thought, until the magazine came out. Oh, I was like, man, you sound like a complete idiot, right? I thought, I didn't know they were going to write that down. And my dad's looking at his hey, this is my boy. Check this out. Man. I was like, you can just white out that stuff, Dad. I didn't know they were going to write all that. You know, what I'm saying is here, if I went to the Lord about it, if I took a few minutes and thought about it, but, you know, a lot of times we just say stuff. And then we wonder why people respond the way they do. It's amazing how you can just frame a question and turn everything around. You know, anything, right? John was nice enough. He brings some stuff in. It's good, right? It's nice, right? Now, look, John, I appreciate that. I do. Now, let me tell you the wrong way to do that. John, you're not going to bring that stuff in again next week, are you? And guess what? If I said that, he wouldn't. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's the way you frame stuff, right? And so... You know, you get sometimes you wonder why there's so much going on and people respond the way they do. It might be the way you frame the question. Amen. So guess what? Good thing to lean on the Lord and it's a good thing to check with the Lord. I pretty much got everything exposed out here today. Right. Tell me about your pastor. Well, he got a fight, getting a fight at Food Line and he did some crazy uh, interview. Yeah, I'm glad we go there. Thank you. (laughs) You know what I want to show you? You got to use anybody. And see, I don't mind being real because you know what? I want you to know the real truth about God, that he'll take you right where you are. 
that he loves you right where you are. And yes, we have bumps, bruises, and setbacks. And God said, I still use you. Come on. Get back in the game. Get that in your heart. Because if I never got that in my heart, I'd be paralyzed. Well, oh, I mean, I, I can't do that. I'll do this. or I'll not. You know what? God has already made a way for us in victory in his, his son, Jesus. Amen. Let's keep on going. So what we want to do is check with God before we open our mouth. Oh, man, I need to say that again to myself. Check with God before I open my mouth. Let's keep on rolling. The Lord has the best view. See it through his lens. I talk about this a lot. And I said, man, you know, as we grow in that relationship with Christ, we should be moving in the direction to see things from his perspective. Amen. Over and over and over. Somebody said, how's your week been? And I usually answer, it's been busy. Last week, two funerals, 12-hour shifts, hospital run. That's just what I do. That's okay. And when I say it, I'm not complaining. I'm just telling you, it gets a little busy. So if, if, you, if I repeat myself a couple times, just say, he's all right. He hadn't slept much. Well, last week, I think it was last week, I was going back from my mom's and I see all these crime scene things and all this stuff. I go, man, that's not good. And then later on, I get a call from somebody that I know. And their son's in the hospital because they got shot. Well, it was this, that, that deal. And so I said, look, I'll get to the hospital as soon as I can. I had all this stuff going on. So I had an opportunity to go to the hospital. I'm not getting anything out there that's, that's that hadn't been in the papers or whatever anyway. I want to talk to this young man. And I'm praying all the time, Lord, what would I say? You know, somebody's been through this stuff. Lord, you know what? You give this man a, a second chance. Got shot in the shoulder, came out of his shoulder, destroyed his collarbone, came out here, went through his neck, just missed his voice box, and came out the other side. I think God's got a plan for you, son. You know what I mean? I think he's got a plan for you. And so I went and I spent some time there and everything else, and I said, so man, what's your takeaway from all this? And he goes, what do you mean, what's my takeaway? He says, you know, what did I learn? Or less or less? And when I said, what's your takeaway? I wasn't coming down on him. But stuff happens sometimes, you know what I mean? I said, no, man, I'm saying this. I said, God has protected you and brought you through this. What are you going to do with this new chance? What are you going to do? What? I said, do you, do you realize something? I said, do you realize the testimony that you can have and the impact that you can have on people if you choose to walk in what God's given you? I said, just think about it. Just think about it. In our lives, maybe we haven't been shot. Maybe we haven't been through different things that maybe this person or that person or him or her has been through, but there's things that you've been through in your life that God can use in a mighty way to not only transform your life, but transform the lives of others in the kingdom of God. Amen. The Bible says in Romans 8, 28, God works all things together for the good. He doesn't cause these bad things, but he can use those things to bring something good out. Amen. How many times have you been through something really rough, but you didn't see how good it was going to be until you got to the other side? Amen. And, and even when you got to the other side and you came out and, and things, you, you say, man, thankfully, you know, this turned out the way it did. That doesn't mean you agreed with everything in there and you, it was enjoyable. But it means that, you know what? You see the fingerprints of God all through your walk. Amen. I want you to know you're never alone. Amen. I want you to know that you can always call out on the name of Jesus. Does that sound good? So often we use God as our last resort when he wants to be the first place we go. Amen. That speaks right there. He ought to be the first one we go to. And we need to see it through his lens. How do we see it through his lens? We need to have his word open. We need to see, well, what would Jesus do? What, what's going on with that? How would that, how would God respond to that? All right? And keep moving forward in those areas here. 
I, I go back to that whole thing again. I'm gonna, I can't say enough about it. In one instant, everything changed for that young man. That mama got a phone call that she'll never forget, amen? You know? Start thinking about pulling those things down. So, so when you're sitting there and say, oh, I'm okay, I'm a tough guy and everything. Else. No, you know what? You're a blessed guy. Amen? You're a blessed guy. And so, you know what? I pray as we go through these things, we continue to lean on the Lord. Because we know what? We need to trust in his strength and not in your own. Amen? Sometimes we think we got it, man. We just got it. We just put so much faith and trust in, in ourselves. Amen? But what we need to do, we need to grow deeper with him. We need to love him greater. We need to follow him daily. I said, spend time with the Lord is never a bad thing. It's a blessing. I said, how is God shaping you? Man. It doesn't have to, to be a chore to be filled with joy. We shouldn't have to be fighting to, to be filled with joy. I know that everybody in here, everybody's going through something different. Everybody's got different struggles, okay? So I never make any light of that, you know? You say, well, buddy, you don't know what I'm going through. That's true. You don't know everything I've been through. But I will tell you the common denominator is Jesus, amen? And if we continue to focus on what Christ is doing and lean on his strength, you will come through the other side. You might have some bumps. You might have some bruises. You might have some other things. But I'm going to tell you what. If we can look at it through the lens of the Lord, it will change everything. Does that sound good to y'all? Now I'm going to shift gears a little bit. How many people like to laugh? Okay, I can tell. I really like to laugh, buddy. Okay, that's I did not expect that. <laughs> you never know what you're going to get, right? But you don't, really, I mean, let's just go ahead to the next slide. I don't know, y'all got me, y'all blew me away on that. I didn't see that one coming. The next thing I want to talk about is, you know what, we lean on the Lord, but let's keep laughing. And that doesn't mean not taking things serious, but we're going to talk about that. So I want you to look at this here. Hope y'all can see that all right. Proverbs 17, 22 says, A cheerful heart is a good medicine, but a broken spirit saps a person's strength. Matter of fact, another translation says it this way. A joyful heart is a good medicine, but a broken spirit dries up the bones. That puts it in, that puts it in perspective, don't it? Got a great story I read a long time ago, and I had to look it up, and I, I want to share this with you. Talk about those dry bones. Think about it. When I think about dry bones, I think about, I think about death, you know? I think about roadkill. I think about that's what I think about. So I read the story, and I think it's got a, a great, uh, just great message. So take a look at this. It says, "A vulture and a hummingbird both fly over the desert, but the vulture looks for the meat and the smell of death that brings him to his next meal. Those dry bones. But the hummingbirds ignore the smelly flesh of the dead animal. Instead, they look for the color, the colorful blooms of the desert plants." I've done lost my place here. The vulture lives, listen close, the vulture lives on what was. They live on the past. They fill themselves with what is dead and gone. But the hummingbirds live on what is. They seek new life. They fill themselves with freshness and life. Each bird finds what it's looking for. We all do. So the question is, which one are you? How many people know that person or maybe we're that person we, we plow backwards? We always bring up that thing, that thing. If you're married, you usually have an argument from time to time, and I would almost guarantee you that it will end up with the same thing, right? Anybody smiling? Anybody agree with that? It, it, it could be, you could, you, could like, you could like drop a Pop-Tart on the floor and smear it in the light green carpet by accident. I'm just saying. That could happen. And it will come all the way back around to something else, all right? 
I thought the dog was going to eat. No, I don't know. But I mean, sometimes we, we get way out there and, it, and it's the small stuff and it ends up back to the same deal. And I can do that because my wife said, you're a better debater than me. Why are we talking about this again? I go, because I think I can win that one because I, I can't win this one, right? That's what, we go back to what we think we can win. We go back and, and say, well, I got the answers for that one. Well, why'd you drop that? Why didn't you pick it up? I don't know. You know, so, so you start grabbing all these other things. But what I want to say is this. Let's go back to that analogy again. That vulture lives on what is dead, what's already been, what's the past, the rotted stuff, right? Man, I don't want to live a life like that. I want to live a life that's vibrant. I want to live a life that I'm feeding on the things that God has for us. I want to live a life on what's new, okay? We can take from what's old, but you know what? I don't want to be turning around and dealing with those things. And I want to tell you this, dealing with people... Um, you'll find people that like to be miserable. Don't raise your hands. You know you know one. Don't point at me. <laughs> but sometimes people, it's almost like they like to be miserable because, you know, they'll go over here and say, do you know this is going on in my life? And then, did, did you know this is going on in my life? And, you, and then if you turn around and mess around and give them the right answer and say, you know what, I think maybe if you tweak these things right here, now they're mad at you because now they can't tell you, they can't complain to you, they can't complain to you, right? It's amazing. Sometimes, how many, what do you think about it? Misery loves company. It's true. It, it seems like it. But you know what? We have to be very careful. When we, we get around folks like that, we want to in, encourage. But you know what? Don't let them keep you from, from, from being the hummingbird and going back to the vulture. Amen? Choose to be that hummingbird, right? Choose to be looking for life, looking forward, looking for the things that, you know, that, that bring uh, growth. Amen? All right, let's keep on rolling. Oh, I wanted to say this too. I do a lot of reading and a lot of listening, a lot of note taking and stuff. And, and I thought about this and I read this article the other day. It said, you know, that one of the number one emotions that we have that, that will really help you is gratefulness. Amen? If you're grateful, you know. And I was thinking about this this morning. I wrote a little thing. Now, there, there, you know what? There, there's no selfishness in gratefulness, is it? If you're grateful, you start seeing things again through the lens of the Lord. You start counting your blessings, right? So you're not looking at the vulture stuff. You're looking at the hummingbird stuff. How often do we start our day off thinking about how grateful we are? I promise you, no matter what's going on in your life, you can find something to be grateful about. And also, as we come alongside people, you know, it's good to be able to find some grateful stuff. I just had something go through my mind. I don't know if I shared this with you. I get a lot of different phone calls. And I do not claim to be a uh, uh, therapist or nothing like that. I'm just a guy that loves Jesus. And I'll tell you what, I've got some crazy phone calls. Several years ago, I had a guy call me I hadn't talked to in years. And he called me because he had a shotgun up to his head. And he was telling me where they could find the body. Now, I'm going to tell you, that's not a phone call you want to get. Matter of fact, me and your dad was just coming back from the Harley shop. Riding down the road. I'm not thinking about nothing. I was like, wow, man, who, who's this? And the guy's telling me this. And as I prayed, the Lord pointed to my heart and he says, tell him about the things that I've done for him. And I start helping him look at the things that he was grateful about. Man, I'm praying. I'm praying, you know, Grace is here. He's like, what is going on? I said, I got to stop the car. I'm like, man, what's going on? But you know what? In that instant, man, just think if you said the wrong thing. But let me tell you, God's grace, amen, 
in being able to take and speak some words. I give God all the credit for this. Amen. Let me tell you all the credit for this. Lord, what do I say? What do I say? Because this person felt like everything had been taken from them. This person felt like everything in the world, they had no reason to live. I'm going to tell you what. It does us good to wake up every morning, no matter what you feel like, what you've been through, what's in your bank account, how big a hole's in your roof, to take a little stock and say, man, I am grateful because I'm breathing. Amen. I'm grateful for this. I'm grateful for that. What did I say a couple, a couple of months back when my mom went through some stuff? I didn't know how good bad was till bad got worse. Amen? And it's hard to say that, but you know exactly what I'm saying. But you know what? In that instant, man. And you know what? I said, man, get in your car. And you come to my house. He said, I don't know if I'll make it there. I don't have that much gas. I said, I don't care. You drive, I'll meet you. I don't care. The guy came and he drove and he called me again. And he was at a 7-Eleven all the way over like in Smithfield. This guy was like in Carolina. Got in, he was around Smithfield. He goes, but I don't have any more money. This car is not going to make it. I said, go inside. See if the lady take my charge card. See if, see if you can get here. Because I got to get him here. I got I to talk to this guy more than the phone, you know. And so we go, and the lady said, I can't take a credit card over the phone to get gas. As the man was walking out, I'm telling you, y'all might have remembered this several years ago. Like $3 blew across. He goes, you're not going to believe this. I go, what? He said, I just found like three bucks. I said, put it in the tank. I met him at a gas station down here. He said, my truck has never got that much gas mileage before. Let me tell you, that one little thing, man, be grateful. I said, and, and I started laughing. I said, hey, man. I said, it's your day, bro. He goes, and he started seeing things. I said, can you believe that? I said, God done blew some money up under your foot so you could get here. So we could pray. So we could have what you needed to do. And all I've got to do is just point him to Jesus. That's all God asks us to do. Encourage him. So even in the midst of that, we found something we could laugh about. Because you know what? It brought his guard down a little bit and opened his ears and opened his heart to the truth of God's message. Amen. Just saying, just to praise it. Was it, a, it was a regular day. See, a lot of times when people think, uh, this, these things only happen when we're all prayed up and doing this and everything else. And God can move anytime. He moves in his services and everything else. But what I want us to hold on to is this. In our everyday life, God's nudging. God's talking. God's moving. Amen. So I just, I just praise God for that. So what are some other reasons to laugh, right? You would not have thought we'd have anything to laugh about. But I'm going to tell you what. When God just blows money under your foot so you can get where you need to go. That'll make you smile, amen? Amen. Let's keep on rolling. Whew, got to catch my breath on that one. Have you ever noticed, I said, you know, what's reasons to, to, to laugh, you know? And when, a few weeks back, we talked about that childlike faith. Kids just have fun. You know, they're just having a good time and everything else and stuff like that. And I said, man, you know, we are never more like children when we're having fun. And I, I said, you know, we just talk about that because it's pure. It's honest. It's just, you're just, you're just enjoying yourself, isn't it? That's good. That's great. Man, have that mindset sometimes of just, you know what? My dad's got it. My dad's got it. You know, my heavenly father has got it. Even though I can't figure it out, he's more than enough. Man, when you're little, you think, oh, man, I got this, I got that, I got this. God says, I got it. I got it. I got it. More than enough. Let's keep on rolling here. Lose the baggage. Somebody say amen. Whew. Man, I tell you what we need to do that. I said, Laughing loosens the load, and we can carry this baggage we carry around sometimes. It's unbelievable. It's amazing what a little bit of joy can produce. It's amazing what a little bit of joy can produce. 
And so many times I think we just go, man, you know, I got this and I got this. Well, what are you focusing on? I got to do this. I got to get this. I got to pay this. I got to, man, you, next thing you know, you're all down like this. But if you say, you know what, man, God woke me up today. And he's blessed me. God's got me here so I can hear a message from the Lord. God's given me an opportunity to sit here with my family. God's, you know what? I got some great friends at church. I got, so it's all about how we're looking at these things. Man, have a grateful heart. I promise you there's something good you can find. You know what? I heard a guy speaking one time, and I won't get too far down this road. This lady said, oh, I hate my job and everything else that people I just don't understand. And he talked to her and said, well, can, can you find anything good with your job? Nothing. Zero. Nothing. He said, well, do they pay you? She said, yeah. She said, do they pay you good? She said, well, yeah. He said, well, that's one thing. Do you get vacation? Well, yeah. Right? And so Tommy finished talking to the lady. had about 20 things that she liked about her job. He said, every day I want you to wake up and say, you know what? I like these things about my job. Right? And then, because our words are powerful. Man. And he says, you know what? The week after that, I want you to change that delight to love. These are things I love about my job. He said, I met the woman three months later. She said, you are not going to believe how them people changed at my office. <laughs> Come on now. Isn't that something? It's true. Think about that. Everybody make the list. I needed the list this week. I'm going to have to make a list before I go back Monday because sometimes we just go, man, I just don't understand that. But you know what? I really believe as we pick the positive, that is not saying that everything is lovey-dovey all the time. But I'm saying that we can pick the positive. And God will take that and he will grow that grace and magnify it in our life so that you know what? Our attitude starts being shaped like that of Christ. Amen. That's what I'm saying right there. So lose the baggage. Find something good and hold on to that. So many times we want to keep doing it. Now we'll come to church and we'll get encouraged. And by the time you get down to like the Zooms or whatever you say, I still Zooms to me. Somebody pull out in front of you, back to zero. Right? Man, take this message and just seal it in your heart. But then feed on it. When those opportunities to come up, come, come up to just, ugh, like that, I'm preaching to me. Man, find something good in that, something funny in that. I'm not saying if somebody yells at you, you just start laughing in their face. I'm not saying that. That might not be a good plan. But what I'm saying is find some joy in that. When I look at stuff, I saw, you know, when I think about to the deal I run into, I said, man, that guy probably don't even have any idea what God's done for him. You know, maybe he does, maybe he don't. Maybe he had a rough day. I don't know. But you know what? I, I can't change what he's doing or she's doing, but I can change what? I can choose my attitude, how I will respond in those, those, those times. And if I want to choose the right attitude, I want the attitude of Christ, then I need to be reading the word of God and I need to be feeding on the word of God. Because a lot of times we say, well, I went to church once. I went to church every now and then. Well, I read my Bible every now and then. Well, guess what? You're going to get results that are like this. But if you stand holding fast on the word of the Lord, I can promise you that God will continue to mold you and shape you in the image of the Son, Jesus. Amen. Here's another verse for you, right? Nehemiah 8.10. It says, for the joy of the Lord is your strength. Are you feeling strong today? If you're not feeling strong today, maybe a little low on, on joy. But God can produce that. I said, man, you know, as we look at this, I said, yet in order to laugh, we at times got to let go of that emotional baggage hard to do sometimes but God's able to help us with that buddy you don't know what's going on well, I'm going to tell you what put yourself in some other people's positions sometimes help somebody if you if you feel like you go through a tough time this is this is what I found if I can help somebody else it takes all the focus off me right there is no selfishness in love amen so if I can just take a few minutes to help somebody or do something else 
But what do we do? We go help somebody, and then when we need some help, and they don't help back, and nobody ever helps me, right? I ain't going to help nobody no more. Well, then you went in with the wrong motive, right? And it's hard. It's hard sometimes. But I'm telling you, if God will just, just uh, continue to just give us the grace that he does, he will move us in that direction. How many know forgiveness is a good thing? How many times do we need to forgive our own self? I think it starts there first, right? I love to say this with this. When we forgive someone, that does not mean that we agree with the offense that happened. But we agree that God has forgiven us and we're going to forgive them. And you know what? We can't do it ourselves most of the time. Lord, help us to forgive others. Help us to forgive ourselves, right? And let that start turning in your heart. And you watch how God will move from there. And I'm telling you, on all levels... Yes, I do not know what everybody's been through. Yes, I understand some very tough things. But guess what? God understands better than anybody. When you think about he gave his son, think about this real, just for real quick. It'd be one thing if they say, buddy, you know what? There's a plague out here. And uh, you know what? Everybody in Pocosa is going to kick off if uh, we don't take every drop of your blood. Well, maybe. I would like to think. I'd say, well, Okay. But then they said, no, no, we did some more testing, but you got to take Jesse. No, you got to take Thomas. I said, well, can't you just take a little bit of blood? No, 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 it's got to take everything. We got to take everything. I don't know how to respond to that. But God said, you're worth it. You see, sometimes we got to make it for real right there. You know what I mean? We think, oh, yeah. See, we just, we just walk over the sacrifice. Yeah, Jesus. Yeah. No, God gave his one and only son for you. And for me, and to me, that's tougher than giving your own life. Because moms and dads and aunts and uncles, you know, you, you, you know I, I don't know until we get right down to it. But you'd like to think if something came up, you'd say, well, you know what, if it's, if it's me or my sons, I'll go. If it's me or my daughters, I'll go. But, but that wasn't the case. God had to send his son. Why are you going over that? Because I want you to see the love that God has for you. Amen. I want you to see how much God loves you. I want you to see how, how much sin costs. I want you to see how much that God said, you're worth it. So when you leave here today, I don't want you to feel bad. I want you to feel blessed. Amen. That's all that. Are you feeling blessed? Because God said, you know what? I'll send my son. And Jesus said, I'll go. Wow. If you don't hear nothing else I say today, grab hold of that. How can you not have a grateful heart if you grab hold of that? Amen. Let's keep on going. The joy of the Lord is our strength. Somebody say amen. All right. Well, take a look at this. We're going to keep along. I'm going to pick it up. I had a few more stories today, but hopefully that will seal some of those, those things in our hearts. Amen. So look at this. Keep going. What am I talking about here? Keep chasing your dreams. Anybody got big dreams? Yeah, I do. I do. And you know what? I just had a 50th birthday. Don't know how long I'm going to make it, whatever. But I was looking at different things. And the guy that I was listening to about some investments and this and that, I flipped through some stuff. And I said, oh, he sounds like he's making good sense. But that's all right. I'm investing in the things of the Lord. That's good. And he said, if you're this age, you're on the third quarter of your life. And I said, I understand football. First quarter, second quarter, third quarter. I only got four quarters. Some people don't get four quarters. Some people don't get three quarters. Amen. And I came to the conclusion, I said, I don't know what I'm going to get. And it doesn't really matter because I know where I'm going. I know who won. Christ won. Amen. So if you settle that in any quarter you're at, you're okay. That's good. We need to settle those things. Settle those things right now. Hey, when they're young, settle those things. When you're older, settle those things. Sooner is better. 
You know, a lot of times, I love it when, when young folks is in here. See, a lot of times people say, well, you know, young folks, I'm not sure they really get it. Let me tell you something. We've got two guys right here, not because they're my sons or anything else. Thomas gave his life to the Lord when he was five years old, Jesse when he was six. All right? So, so guess what? I know, and I pray that I, for anybody, I pray that they never have to bury their children. Amen? But I do know this. If that was ever to happen, I know that I know that I know that God's faithful, and I'll see him again. That's, that's, that's a hard deal right there, but I just want to tell you, for, for folks that have lost people and everything like that, when you know that they know, see, I've had people tell me this too. Well, you know, I'm going to let my kids decide and do what they want to do and everything else and all this. I'm like, well, where's that in the Bible? It says, train up a child in the way they should go. Just like that lady that I talked to last night. She thought she was okay. She thought, well, you know, I'm a pretty nice person. Well, nice guys go to hell every day. Amen. It's, it's not about that. It's about people that put the faith and trust of Jesus Christ have been redeemed and rescued, amen, and set in the family of God. You can, you can work with that, amen. You can turn around and you say, you know what? It's by grace I've been saved through faith, not that of myself. It is a gift of God. How many people are ready for that gift today? I pray that we're ready for that gift. Keep dreaming, all right? When we're talking about the dreams, chasing your dreams, how will God use you? See, my, my dream has, has been changed because my dream is not my dream anymore. My dream is what God's put in my heart. I want people to know Jesus. You know, I don't care what my bank account looks like. I don't care about those other things. Yeah, I'd like to have nice things. And yeah, I want to be able to, to do a few things. But I'm always thinking, man, how can I share Jesus in that? How in the world, how in the world can I, can, how can we use that somehow to change somebody's life? Because I'm going to tell you what. At the end of the day, when you're standing before the Lord, he's not going to say, so how much you have in your 401k, man? You <laughs> don't care. Hey, you know what? Man, that was a really nice Mustang you had. Man, that thing was shiny. That was great. I'm not saying there's anything wrong with stuff. But I'm telling you this. If your heart is driven by the things of God, the other stuff will fall in place. Amen? Hold to your dreams. Let God set your dreams in your heart. And he'll give you the, he'll give you the opportunities to go with it. Well, last week we talked about reaching some goals. And, and for those that weren't here, I took goal and I wrote it out like this. G-O-A-L. God on all levels. Are we seeking God on all levels? I pray that we are. I pray that we do that. And then we say, oh, man, let's, let's keep on rolling with this stuff here. But our attitude has everything to do with how we, we, we serve God and everything else. I had a couple of things in here I wanted to share. I said, you know what? I said, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to try to... To, to, to try to just wrap my arms around this thing here. I think that, you know what, we should be good stewards with what God, what God has given us. That's why we pray about everything before we spend anything or anything like that. We appreciate whatever comes in here. But you know what, it takes all of us pulling together to make a difference. You know what, we think about the goals. Okay, Lord, what is it that you have for, for us as a church coming up? You know, it's pretty amazing. And to see what God is doing. But also in our own personal life, how can I be the most effective for the kingdom of God today? See, this is, I, man, I got some stories running through my head, and I'm just going to keep rolling. I met a guy that loved the Lord probably five, six years ago. And he was going to go to seminary, and he was going to do all this stuff, and a guy with men just loved the Lord. And I said, well, that's great, man. How's God using you? He said, I'm doing this, and I'm raising funds, and I'm going here, and all this, and all this. And he said, when I get done, then I'm going to preach. I said, well, why are you going to wait five years to preach? He said, what do you mean? I said, well, you can preach every day. He goes, yeah, but I, I, I mean, I don't have my degree. I've been waiting on mine. Amen? But you know what? I know what I've been called to do. 
Amen. Nothing wrong with any of that. Let me tell you. What's the old saying? He called what are the, the 12 disciples, not the 12 professors. Amen. Nothing wrong with any of those things right there. But I'm just saying, God will use you right where you are right now. If you wait and wait and wait and wait and wait, that's a lot of them. Oh, no, he can't use you now. He'll use you right now. He'll use you right here. He'll use you in the parking lot. He'll use you at food line if you don't hit nobody. <laughs> and you know what? He'll probably use that because I kind of probably would have started a jail ministry in there. But thank the Lord. Amen. Amen. Let's keep on going. I'm not bringing that up no more. I'm forgiven. Let's keep on rolling. Keep reading this word. Keep reading this word. Man, how many times? You know, how many times you got to hear something until it sticks? Amen. Over and over and over. Repetition is amazing. Over and over, especially for me, I'm a simple guy. I got to hear it. I got to hear it. I got to do it. I got to hear it. I got to hear it. I got to do it. But you know how many know this? You hear a verse and you've heard it a hundred times and then the hundred and first time you go, wow, I never saw that before. You know, man, God will, God gets some serious gas mileage on his word. Keep on what? Keep on growing. Man, we love progress, don't we? People love progress. We like to be moving forward. We don't like going backwards, right? Nobody likes going backwards. Go to negotiating stuff at our work. We don't like to go backwards, right, Mike? It's like, no, we don't want to give up our leave. No, we want to, we want to move forward. We want to grow, right? So how do we grow? We feed on the word of God. We feed on what God's doing in our life, and we share it, amen? We share that with others. It doesn't take long to lift somebody up, amen? So keep sharing. I think I got it there. When I think about sharing, I just gave you a bunch of stories that happen all the time. And they don't just happen to me. You guys got the same stories as well. But you know what? Think about that. You say, man, if God can use me uh, or use you or use somebody with just, you know, anything like that over a, uh, a visit to the mole hole, <laughs> how much more can he use you? You know? He can use you anytime, anywhere. Are you available? And I want you to catch this. Keep loving. And I wrote this down last night. I said, man, we got to keep on, keep on loving. And when I think about that, I said, man, that's the one ingredient you don't want to be with in your life. You do not want to be without love. Amen. That's something else. Leave a legacy. Make a difference. All the time. You'd be surprised how much, and I'll get ready to wrap this thing up, how somebody's maybe last words or somebody's words that they stood by or lived by can, can, can magnify in your life. You know, I, I share this a lot. And uh, I was looking at Thomas's plate, maybe thinking that. And it says on, on his license plate, it says, press on. And I said, what's that mean? Press on. The last thing that his granddad, my dad told me, I said, Dad, hours before he left this place to go home and be with Lord, I said, Lord, I said, Dad, tell me something. I said, you got to give me something to hold on to. He says, I'll press on. My sister uses it in everything she does. That verse, right? What is it? Oh, I think I got it somewhere here. Yeah. Is it on here? I know we got it on here somewhere. I don't know. What is it, Thomas? You know it better than I do. It's on every email he has. It's on his license plate. Right? You say, okay, for just a minute. Yeah, I was talking about my dad. I'm just telling you how somebody can speak something into your life that resonates. So that's not a bad thing. But when I see it, every time I see his car, I think about, man, that's good. So every time somebody asks about that, he can say, hey, man, I'm going to keep on pressing on towards the mark to that high calling that God has called me for because I'm going to finish big. I'm going to finish big. I'm going to finish big. And I know for me, this is my deal here. I do not want to come 
to the throne of grace having anything left. Nothing. Empty. When I get there, I don't want nothing, man. Just poof. That's it. Poured out everything. I don't want to, you know, I'd hate for the Lord to look and say, well, you know, I gave you all those opportunities and you just stepped over them. Hey, you know, you could have done this and you could have done this. I don't know exactly how it's going to be. But I know for me, I want to pour out every single thing that God's given me. You know, I tell you what, on Sundays when I get home, there ain't much left, man. Ain't much left. I love, this gives me energy when I'm here and everything else to, to share God's word. I love God's word. God's doing a work in my life. I never, ever, ever tell you that I'm perfect on my own, but I'll tell you what, I have perfection in my life through Christ Jesus, just like you. Amen, I want you to hear that. What do I always say? While we get sinners, Christ died for us, amen. So my word for you today is press on, keep trusting, keep going, keep laughing, amen. Laugh a little bit, it's okay. It's gonna be all right. You know, and leave that baggage behind. Leave that baggage behind. Lean on the Lord. And you know what? Just like we have up here. In your relationships with one another, have the same mindset as Jesus Christ, as Christ Jesus. Man, how does that look? It looks like his word. It looks like the Bible. It looks like Christ. If you want to know what God looks like, look to his son. Amen. Don't look to the world. Look to his word. Amen. And with that being said, I want to pray for us today. All right, let us pray. Father God, I thank you so much for your word. I thank you right now in the mighty name of Jesus that you know what our attitude could be adjusted because of what you've done and we can rely on our life with the things there. Father, you know what? Sometimes there's things in our life that we go, man, I wish this could have been this way, woulda, shoulda, coulda, this way, all those different things. But I'm gonna tell you what, Lord, you are the one that brings it all together. Lord, I thank you for that. I pray as we're here today, I pray if somebody's here today that does not know you as Lord and Savior, that today is the day that they call upon the name of Jesus. How about it? Did that make sense? You remember when I ripped that dollar and we talked about sin separating us from God. If you were to die tonight, do you know for sure that you would spend eternity in heaven? Amen. You can know. You can know. You say, how do I know? Because this is what the Bible says. All have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. The Bible says this. Whosoever calls upon the name of the Lord will be saved. So I want to ask you something. You got to make it personal. Right here, right now, if you were to die, do you know you spend eternity with the Lord? You can know. It doesn't have to be a hope so. All you have to do is trust what Jesus has done. And I pray today, if that's you, you pray this from your heart. Dear Lord, come into my life. Forgive me of my sin. Lord, I've made a mess of different things, but you know what? Today, I'm trusting in the finished work of what you've done. Because Jesus is more than enough. He sees your best on, on your worst day. Amen. And I pray that that's the prayers of the hearts today. If you pray that prayer today, don't leave here today without saying, man, you know what, Pastor Bob, I prayed that prayer. Because we want to come alongside and encourage you in the word of the Lord. A couple other things I would ask you to look up here. You know what? In a crowd this size, there's a lot of prayer requests. And at the end, we usually ask if there's anything we can pray about, and that's fine. But I also know this. I know there's some prayer requests that are unspoken. So right now, I'm going to take a few minutes. I'll ask Thomas just to pray for the unspoken prayer requests in the midst of us, if you would, friend.